You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Jay Barker Show. It's Matt Coulter along with Lars Anderson and Jay Barker, our usual cast of characters. Appreciate you dialing us in this afternoon. We went to very, very rainy on Wednesday to a nice Thursday. It looks like, Lars, it's going to be another incredibly nice weekend uh, in Knoxville and in Birmingham. So, anyway, how the heck are you? I hadn't seen you in 22 hours. <laughs> well, um, I'm good. I'm good. Today uh, is my dad's birthday. And as you know, he passed away a long time ago. And uh, today is always a, a, a day of reflection for me about his life, the influence he had on me. And, um, you know, I just uh, go back and look at old pictures. And and uh, I always feel a, a sense of closeness. And uh, I always talk to my brother, talk to my mom, and uh, and and remember him, remember him fondly. I wish I could get up to um, Arlington National Cemetery where he is uh, buried. 
uh, where he rests in honor. He, he served 43 years in the in the Navy, um, was a, a, a JAG officer, and uh, reached the, the rank of lieutenant commander. But, um, yeah, so, you know, sort of a, uh, a solemn day. But uh, uh, what I do need to do is rake the leaves in my yard. It's gotten to the point, Matt. I told you I've got a bad back, right? <laughs> I need your help. No, it, it's like I'm the only one in the neighborhood. Oh, you're that I, I'm that guy. Oh, Lars, plunk <laughs> down fifty bucks. Have somebody do it for you. I uh, don't even know if that's I, the you, going rate. Right. it's it's way more than that. Is it really? And <laughs> yes. you know, it's not like you've got um, South Lawn. No, um, no, no. I mean, I, I have a pretty big front right, lawn. Well, hey, hey, hey! I need some beer money. What, what do you charge? Uh, yeah, come over. For, I'll give you I could 50 bucks. I could do it, but it would just probably take me a lot longer than it would. <laughs> These kids that come out there with all this equipment, and put, you know, you'll end up paying them $150 and probably take them about 30 minutes. And I, I have a, a neighbor a, a few houses down who has a riding like lawnmower thing. And, uh, he's, oh, he's, 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 he's out on his lawnmower, uh, lawnmower like every third day. So I just want to go down there, like, hey man, come on, come on up here. I'll give you, yeah, fifty, sixty bucks, and uh, let's call it a day. But I'm, out, yeah, I am that guy. Did it annoy you when uh, people wouldn't? Oh, yeah, I was that guy. I, I never said anything. You know, I, I did something that, speaking of fathers, that my dad did, and because uh, we had a neighbor that wouldn't mow grass, uh, and it got up and it was unsightly. Uh, he just walked over, knocked on the door, and said, "Hey, can I cut your grass?" <laughs> your dad did That's that. That's what my dad did. I took some stones, but I mean, no. And, but he didn't mean it out of hey, because it was it was a uh, a family that probably needed it. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, but he did it out of the generosity. Hey, of heart, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a family of one in my house that yeah. needs it. Well, you've got <laughs> and, nobody. And my kids are uh, when they were over last weekend. They actually enjoyed raking. And uh, and so we had a couple piles, and they jumped into leaf piles, and then they lost interest. And in so so the, the the next day, I think this was on Saturday. The next day on Sunday, I'm like, hey, let's go outside and rake some more. No, no. Well, you've got leaves because your entire front yard is shaded. Yeah. So I got uh, massive trees. Right, we'll work with that after the show. All right. Okay. And maybe some kind of deal we can work out involving Perry's. How are uh, you doing? Uh, life is good, man. I'm so blessed. I uh. That just braves one. Yeah. Happy uh, about that. Boy, Kyle Wright was unbelievable. Uh, I know it's Alabama Tennessee week, so I don't need to do a deep dive into baseball. But if you watched any of that game, you, you know that uh, that was a, a classic old baseball game. Uh, just two Wheeler versus Wright. And Wheeler deserved a better fate. He didn't get one. Wright threw uh, six complete innings with only two hits. <laughs> he struck out six and walked one. He was just a notch below unhittable. But what really contributed to the win was an outstanding catch by Dansby Swanson going out into left center from shortstop. And then uh, Austin Riley made one of the best catches I've seen all year. But anyway. So but uh, when when a team, when you split, right, and yep. this is three out of five, correct? Yes, it is. So they, they split in Atlanta. Uh, they, they head to the other team's stadium. And uh, who, who feels better right now? Philly. Philly. All the way. Yeah. I mean, that they go home with a chance of winning it at home. They win their next two, it's over. Yeah. But, you know, that's the beauty of these series is that, you know, it's the same, same thing in basketball. When you win one, 
away, you're already ahead of everyone. You know, you're already ahead of your opponent. Do you think so. this, this round of the playoffs should be four out of seven? No. You like really the three don't. out of I five. I like the three. I like the way they have it set up right now. I don't think the don't Met, I don't think the Mets like it. Well, you know, the Mets could not like it and like it. <laughs> uh, not a big fan of the Mets, not a big fan of the Yankees, but which by the way, what? We go, go back Yankees, to, man. Oh, Come on, uh, by the way. No, 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 no. I mean, you know. Me and if, me and Nick Saban. You know, if you've got that kind of money all the time, your yard stays leaf free. <laughs> That's I don't, I don't know. Either. That doesn't mean yeah. anything. Well, I just I I really like Aaron Judge. It, it, it's hard not to uh, admire what he did this year, and also the the, the character, uh, the gratitude he's shown, and uh, just on and on. And and uh, man, the Yankees—they've already said that they are going to break the bank uh, to to keep him. Well, and and, and but the, you know to. you know the other team that's going to really go after him—it's the Mets. The Mets want to steal Judge away from the Yankees. So I know uh, you're right. It's Alabama-Tennessee week. This is way too much baseball talk. This is about as much baseball talk as we ever do. But, uh, but yeah, um, this, this postseason in, in, in baseball is going to be quite compelling, I think. And it continues today. But also this weekend, this is Tennessee week. You got any different vibes as uh, we, we go into? You know, yeah. I, well, I, I've been thinking about it, the the matchup, and if, if Bryce Young is just at about eighty percent, I really like Alabama's chances in this game. Uh, it's easy to forget that Alabama is third in the country in rushing offense, and uh, they have a really good one-two punch in in uh, Gibbs and McClellan. Um, and, and also, look, if, if th- th- that uh, fumble last week that McClellan had, that, that was the, the, a game changer. That kept A&M in it, and I think Alabama kind of would have breezed to victory because they were on their way on a scoring drive, it looked like, and then uh, A&M was able to flip it around. But I think Alabama's going to be able to run the ball. And then that, as Jay knows better than anyone, it's going to open up the play-action pass. It's going to open up the field. Uh, Tennessee is going to have to move their safeties up, and 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 the the it, just on paper, the the amount of talent on one side of the field is so much greater than it is on the other side of the field. It's still a rebuild job that Josh Heupel is doing, and he's doing an, an amazing job. You have to give him so much credit. But um, if, if Alabama just gets rid of the 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 the, the, the turnovers, the, the penalties, penalties, the just yeah. the mental mistakes that have uh, that have kept this team from really achieving its potential, then I, I think Alabama can win this by two, three touchdowns. Wow, wow! I, I, I really do. But it, but but they have that. to play. They have to play. Yeah, they have to play well. They can and, and, and Bryce Bryce needs to be. The Bryce Young that we know that that can stretch the field, that can basically hit any point of the field and be the Heisman Trophy winner that he is. Jay, is uh, Tennessee more of an underdog even at their own house if they don't have a quarterback named Hendon Hooker? Hooker, Hooker, yeah, yeah, man, he's an amazing player. And uh, I tell you, man, you know the thing that he, he's done. And that spread offense is, you know, he's very smart, able to get the line of scrimmage and process information quickly. And, you know, Lars, you talked about running the football for Alabama. The reason is to keep them off the field as well. Uh, their offense, uh, you know, try to sustain drives, uh, keep that offense off the field because they're going to go fast paced, try to run a ton of plays in the game. 
and it gets your defense a lot of rest, especially the first half. If you can sustain some long drives, I think too early uh, being able to score, take the crowd out of the game. I mean, this Tennessee crowd is going to be crazy. If y'all seen the ticket prices, tickets to the Tennessee Alabama game on the secondary market, insane. The get in price, just the get in price, upper deck in the end zone are at least $350 each. Tickets on the 50 yard line, lower bowl now are going for two to $3,000 each. So that right there shows you just the hype surrounding this game. And, uh, and a lot of Tennessee fans think this is the year that they end the streak and uh, that they're going to have a chance to celebrate, rush the field. And, uh, and then if they are, if they win this game, uh, they probably move into a, a top five position or maybe even into the top four, but at least top five. They're at six right now. So uh, a lot at stake for Josh Heupel and this Tennessee team. But uh, those ticket prices are absolutely Unreal. If uh, Bryce not able to go this weekend, Jalen Monroe, how did he adapt from last weekend to this weekend coming up against Tennessee? And kind of what have they done as far as package-wise to put in for Jalen Milroe in order for him to have more success and feel more comfortable in the field? I think that's going to be a, a key thing for Alabama coming up this weekend. So, um, again, you know, look, a lot of still um, things out there about Bryce as far as whether or not he'll be playing or not coming up this weekend. We'll just have to sit back wait and watch hopefully he'll be healthy by then but uh, also just how many practice reps how much preparation went into this because Saban is very key uh, keen on getting the reps and making sure that the guys prepared mentally and physically to be able to go out there and play at their highest level also he's got a another uh thing in front of him and it's called the nfl uh i know he wants to be out there as a competitor but they're going to you know make sure that he doesn't do anything that's going to hurt him uh, uh down the road uh, as far as his draft status or uh in re-injuring it to such a point to where it could end up uh, doing more damage so a lot of question marks still surrounding that issue i think um and we'll see kind of how it all plays out throughout the week and you go back to last year's game Played in Tuscaloosa. The final score was 52-24, but that score was not indicative of how close this game was. Uh, uh, um, at the In the fourth quarter, at one point, it was 24-17 after uh, Hooker uh, hit uh, Cedric Tillman on a 70-yard touchdown pass to cut the lead to one touchdown. And Tillman, Tillman's going to be the best receiver on the field on Saturday. I mean, he is really, really good. Um, and, uh, and he had, uh, last year, seven catches for 152 and, uh, and a touchdown and hooker finished 19 of 28 for 282. Uh, Alabama was able to sort of rally back late in the, in or midway through the fourth quarter and really, you know, uh, make it, uh, sort of, a, a appear, appear to be an, an easy win, but this was a close game into the fourth quarter, so um, you know we'll we'll see what happens on uh, on Saturday. There are reports that following an ankle injury, uh, Tillman may be out. That would be a huge that's blow. A huge, that's a huge blow. It's a big break for Alabama, but uh, not good at all for Tennessee. And I'm not gonna say it because injury should never play a part in. It. Anyway, Jay, what's up? All right, we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Yeah, it's Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The bowling of this generation, we call it, with his coworkers, family, or friends. You're going to love Top Golf. A great place to be when it comes to uh, those pre games uh, tomorrow or Saturday, excuse me, with uh, UAB coming up with Charlotte 49ers. Great place to go before and after the game, as well as any event at Protective Stadium. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, we'll be back. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. 
Right on time, that crispy nip of fall is in the air. Time for ghosts and goblins, jack-o'-lanterns, corn stalks, hay rides, and trick-or-treating. One place where... 44. We stay dry tomorrow and Saturday. Good supply of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Continue here on this Thursday edition, two days away from Alabama, Tennessee. That's a 2.30 start for you on CBS. Auburn and Ole Miss start the early game, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Vanderbilt at Georgia, 2.30 on the SEC Network. Then it's Arkansas at BYU. BYU's got some new helmets they're going to show up uh, with uh, coming up uh, 2.30 on ESPN. LSU at Florida, 6 o'clock on ESPN. And then it's number 16, Mississippi State versus number 22, Kentucky at 6.30 on the SEC Network. Guys, a full day of uh, some great games there in the SEC and all throughout college football as well. But none bigger than the Alabama-Tennessee matchup coming up this weekend. Still a lot of question marks. And uh, you guys brought up as far as Tillman. He looks to be out uh, for the uh, Tennessee Volunteers. A big loss for them in that offense side of the football. Yeah, I mean, he is, uh, I think, not just the best wide receiver on the Tennessee roster, but uh, arguably the best wide receiver in the SEC. And uh, he would create a, a lot of problems. You'd always kind of want to ro- rotate a safety over to over to his side of the field to make sure um, that he doesn't, uh, you know, just absolutely... Uh, eviscerate you the way he kind of did last year against Alabama and uh and its secondary but um I mean Matt uh you've had a chance to sort of analyze uh uh Hendon Hooker uh you've you've heard a lot of his interviews you've kind of done done you know your your research on him just like I have what's your big takeaway with him and 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 I don't know if you know this but how the heck in the world did he get away from Virginia Tech? I don't know. Uh, you know, there are a lot of transfer portals. I guess because they weren't going to win, this is an easier question to answer. But yeah. uh, how did but you wouldn't Gibbs get... leave Georgia Tech? I guess because yeah. he wanted to win a national. He might transfer to Alabama. I think the answer to that is pretty, pretty but obvious. Is yeah. Virginia Tech to Tennessee then? Or was that even? Um, Probably, and, 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 and I don't know. It seems I mean, like a lateral move. Yeah, at the it, time, it does. at the time. Now, right? It looks like Tennessee won the lottery. Yeah, and in some ways, I think they that did. Has, that has to do with Hypel, right? I mean, yeah, I think Hypel has really I helped agree. with the development of him. Um, but um, I think he's the difference maker. As I asked Jay at the very top of the show, without Hooker, I think Alabama's a fifteen-point favorite, maybe yeah. more. Uh, but that's not the case, and. Um, you know, everything about him impresses me. His athleticism, his arm strength, his football IQ is off the charts. And he's just a class-quality guy. And he's a leader. I mean, what do you, what more do you want? Drive the bus to and from the stadium? Uh, Jay, it, it, he does it all, doesn't he? Boy, he does. And is such a great uh, leader. If you look, look back at his kind of his bio, grew up in Green, Greensboro, North Carolina, about an hour away from Chapel Hill. North Carolina, although he visited the Tar Heels several times unofficially as a high school student, 
at Dudley, uh, North Carolina, UNC never offered, according to 24-7 Sports, perhaps that would help illustrate what high school coaches meant when every uh, several of them told the Athletic uh, in October 2021 that former coach Larry Fedora frequently ignored their schools. So uh, that was a lot of talk about North Carolina at that time. Hooker did receive an offer from North Carolina State. Clemson extended one as well, uh, per or Clemson extended one as well per uh, 24/7 Sports. But he committed to Virginia Tech. There he started 15 games, four seasons, and uh, before entering the, the transfer portal, December 2020, he committed to Tennessee a month later. And now has become a Heisman Trophy contender. I think part of the Maxwell list award list uh, this week as well. Uh, undefeated Vols team that now has Alabama coming up uh, this weekend. So this will be the best defense I think that he's faced all year long. I think athletically, speed, scheme-wise, the things they'll do to try to mix him up a little bit. Um, and the key is just going to be putting pressure on him. The more pressure you can put on him and also stopping the run, making him get behind the uh, the chains and uh, really get off schedule on offense, I think the better you're going to have a chance to uh, play well against this team. If you let them get ahead of the schedule and is second short, they're going to take the deep shots, uh, knowing they can make the first down or at least have a chance with two downs. And they're not opposed to going it on fourth down. That's part, part of Josh Heupel's uh, kind of uh, his analytics and things that he'll do uh, in a game. He'll take chances. He'll take shots. And the way that they spread you out in order to try to run the football first and a lot of RPOs off of that, which creates a lot of space over the middle once those linebackers commit to uh, guys having areas to catch the ball and and make big plays. So it's going to be a real challenge uh, for Alabama, but it starts with Hendon Hooker, as you brought up Madden and Lars, Uh, just a tremendous athlete, but more importantly, uh, seems to be a great guy off the field, as we've talked about, you know, the books he's written as well, his family, and um, and more importantly, I think the team has really bought into him and believe in him. And and that is what you got to have as a quarterback. The guys around you believe that every time you step on the field that you're going to do things right, off the field you're going to do things right, but more importantly, that you can go out there and win. And he's done that with Tennessee so far. Yeah, and um, you know, on the other side of the ball, Nick Saban did say that uh, Bryce Young has been practicing a bit more every day, and he's he's on quote a pitch count. Let me stop you right there. Yeah, I want to ask both of you: What does that mean to you? That he's he's, that he's playing. on a pitch count, but he's on a pitch count. What does no? I'm, that he's it, playing, I understand. Yeah, but when he says he's, he's a pitch, he's count. not taking the the normal amount of reps in practice. Is it concerning? No. Okay. Jay, does it concern you? No, I just, I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of question marks there whether or not he'll play and uh, whether or not he'll be able to go or not. Um, you know, again, Coach Saban is so keen on getting the reps, getting the mental reps, being out there, being a part of the team and, and the chemistry and all that. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, you try to get Jalen as ready as possible and as many reps as you possibly can to continue to prove him as a quarterback. But, um, uh, I'd love to see Bryce out there this weekend, and I think there's a great shot he will be, but um, I still think it's a little bit up in the air. I think I'm just reading too much into it, but pitch count, obviously, is very much a baseball term. Yeah, It's like a little leaguer goes out there in the World Series. He's got 70 pitches. That's it. Maybe I'm looking at it as too finite. Maybe he's, just lo- maybe he's using it loosely as a football term. But it concerned me, and maybe I'm reading way too much with the tea leaves, but... Pitch count makes me think, wow, he's limited in the amount of throws he's got, period. Yeah. yeah. And, and They're trying to rest you know, his arm. I mean, that's all it is. Arm. Yeah, they're trying to rest his arm. So they're just saying this is the amount of well, throws that we want to get in a practice and 
um, you know, whether that happens today or not or tomorrow, but um, I mean, which they won't practice much tomorrow. But, um, you know, that that's the pitch count is just the number and trying to t- trying to save his arm, trying to, you know, kind of give him the throws he needs and not overdo it in order to save it for the game. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I believe it when we've had, you know, different people on this week saying that it is really going to come down to how Bryce performs pregame and and what he looks like on the field. And after he gets uh, presumably that shot of cortisone in, in the shoulder and uh, and see how he responds to that. Um, I, and if it's, uh, if, if Milrow is going to be, going to be taking all the snaps and this is a vastly different game. I mean, it's, there's, that's hardly breaking news. And you would almost, you almost wonder, I I was on a show, uh, yesterday, I don't know, somewhere. And, uh, I was asked if Ty Simpson would play and if, if, uh, if Bryce couldn't. And my immediate response was no, because I think we would have seen Ty Simpson last week if uh, if he was going if he was going to be sort of in the mix this week. But I mean, I could be completely wrong. But um, you think that you would want Ty Simpson to have some some live reps on the field uh, uh, before you would throw him in against Tennessee for a series or two if Milrow does, in fact, struggle if he gets a start. But, um, look, I, I think Alabama is going to be able to run the ball. I really do. And uh, and Tennessee has struggled with that. And then on, on the other side of the, uh, of the ball, uh, without having their top wide receiver playing, uh, Tillman, uh, now it is being widely reported that he's not going to be uh, playing on on Saturday. Um, Tennessee's going to have to be keep being a little bit creative and uh, on offense with uh, you know maybe two tight end sets and, and just trying to do different things uh, and and try to you know hit uh, bring in different slot receivers and and uh, I think for Tennessee the more I look into this game Jay. I think they're going to need to make plays on defense, meaning creating turnovers, and also win the special teams uh, battle, special teams game, which Texas A&M certainly did with those missed field goals by Alabama. Last, no doubt about uh, it. And uh, we got Coach Brian Vincent going to be joining us next, and uh, we got a little bit of limited time with him, so we'll get to break and come back with Coach Brian Vincent, UAB. He's got the Charlotte 49ers coming up at uh, 2.30 tomorrow as well. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
Dynamics technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Benson, he's got a short, uh, little bit of time with us before uh, he has to meet with others. And I know a busy day on a Thursday, so we really appreciate uh, Coach coming on and spending some time with us. Coach, hope you're doing well. Doing great today, guys. How y'all doing? 
Doing well. Thank you. And uh, man, I tell you what a great win over Middle Tennessee State last weekend, 41 to 14. And man, the first half, I mean, you guys had them reeling, but uh, talk about what that means for your team as far as confidence going forward and just how well you played in that game. I think it just obviously helps our confidence moving forward. And that was really, you know, we came out, I thought we were purposeful. I thought our effort was, was high. I thought we were playing for each other, and obviously we were playing for a bigger cause in Children's Harbor, you know, with those, with our patients and, and the families and, you know, just playing for this, really, this town, this town and university and, and each other. And I thought I saw us really come together um, in all three phases, you know, at the same time. You know, defense, we're playing a really good Middle Tennessee State team now. Those guys were good, and they, they went down to Miami and beat them for a reason. And... You know, I thought our offensive line, well, let's just talk offensively for a second. Our offensive line really showed up and is the core of our front, of our, really our offense. And we didn't give up a sack. Um, you know, we rushed for over 200 yards. Um, one negative play, they were averaging nine a game. And I think the turnovers, we didn't have any turnovers. We protected the football. Dylan made good decisions. Um, our running backs had great ball security. So, you just kind of saw it come together defensively against a team that was that can really throw the ball, uh, to really not give up the big play. That was the thing we wanted to do. We didn't want to give up the big play, tackle them at five, you know, go the next one and get a turnover here and kind of change the game. We played really good on defense. Um, we flew to the ball. We were physical. We were fast. Our secondary, our whole back end linebacker core did a great job. Our defense front did a great job stopping the run and then special teams. You know, we made plays in the special teams, so it was just – it was great getting it all to come together and the guys to really play with a purpose and play, you know, UAB football, you know. And that was a big win. We were really good on third downs. Uh, I thought it was another big key in the game. But overall, it was a great Saturday and just a great day to be a Blazer. Coach, you're at 3-2, uh, and two, five games into the season. Uh, just how do you feel about uh, the development of your squad overall, and what are you looking for in terms of uh, of of uh, just uh, making a, another step in improvement on Saturday? Is there a particular position group that you hope really uh, takes a big step forward? You know, uh, to me, I think it's it's all about the team and us coming together you know, with the same mentality in all three phases and really playing for each other and playing a playing just a certain kind of way, just UAB way. It's hard to say it, you know, it's on what we talk about in, in this building um, for years. But if you look at our football team throughout this year, we, we've played well, you know, we've protected the ball, then we've had games that we've turned the ball over and, and, and had some tough losses. But I think the thing that, that's really pleasing to me at this point is how we've stuck together because we've had some tough losses now that that liberty loss was tough we have four fumbles and lose by a touchdown against a five and one good liberty team we had, you know so we that one hurt because we felt like you know we had opportunities but we didn't execute so then you go to george southern play good don't turn it over then you go to the next game rice we go there we have two turnovers um you know, had some things to learn from that game. We've got to control our emotions in, in the in the heat of the moment to finish off and be a champion. Uh, we've got to eliminate penalties. And then you go to this game, we play at a high level. We don't turn it over. 
and we're good in situational football. Um, there's still things to clean up from that game. If if we want to put a championship, you know, mentality football team on there on Saturday. So to me, it's about this team and the mentality and what we're playing for and really play at an elite level, control your emotions, ball security. Can we put it all together and be consistent is really a challenge to this team right now. It's not it's not about who we're playing. It's about what we're, what we're playing and how we're playing and what we're doing. Coach, uh, you got a one-win Charlotte team coming in here, and to borrow a phrase from another coach in this state, do you have to worry about your players getting a little bit too up, the the, the rat poison factor? Are they going to be pretty dialed in this weekend? You know what? That that's the, In today's society, in today's world, that's what you worry about. It's what all they're hearing, what all on social media, and what all that stuff that's out there. Um, to me, it's it's about your team's mentality and what are they really working towards. Are we really trying to be a championship team? If we are, then we attack each day and we prepare and we work and we lead and we grow as a team. Or, you know, we can we can listen to the things that doesn't do anything but set you back. You know, this team, Charlotte was one in eleven and seventeen. Their only win was UAB. Uh, we're one and one against them in the series, and Reynolds, who got hurt and missed them games, they got beat up pretty good. Is back, and he's their leader, and he's he's a heck of a quarterback, guys. Just telling you, they got three receivers on their roster that has been on the Blitnikoff Award in their career, and one of them, Elijah Spencer, is eighth in the country in receiving. So, you know, when Reynolds is is, is taking snaps for them at the quarterback position, they're dangerous, dangerous football team that could score. Coach, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for being with us in a little bit of short time. I know you got to get to other things, but we always appreciate you coming on. 2.30, coming up at Protective Stadium. That's Charlotte 49ers at UAB. And again, this Saturday, 2.30, Protective Stadium. Get out there and be a part of that. Go Blazers, Coach. Jay, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Go coach. Blazers. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Coach Brian Vincent and uh, head football coach for the UAB Blazers. All right, more to come on the other side. We'll continue talking about some of the big SEC matchups and other matchups around the country that uh, have playoff implications coming up this weekend. All that and much more. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey, Tide fans heading to Knoxville this weekend? Catch Mecham Auctions in downtown Chattanooga this Friday and Saturday with 600 American Muscle Cars, Classics, Core 44. We stay dry tomorrow and Saturday. Good supply of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. As we all remember, the CFP's board of managers voted in early September to expand the playoffs to 12 teams in 2026. But the 10 FBS commissioners, Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Schwarber, uh, have been working toward expansion two years even uh, sooner than that. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips told ESPN on Wednesday that there's a lot of push to expand the college football playoff in 2024. He went on and said, we're trying, we're committed to doing it. We really are across 10 conferences in Notre Dame. We're really good about 
we feel really good about the work that we've done across all 10 conferences in Notre Dame these past, these last five, six months. We're really unified in trying to get it done. It's just the logistics of this thing are difficult, not insurmountable, but uh, time is not a friend of ours right now. Time is not on our side. There's a lot of push to try to get this thing done. He also said it's time to look at expanding the NCAA basketball tournaments. Uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey opened the conversation of that back in August, telling Sports Illustrated he was willing to take a fresh look at the tournament. So uh, since uh, then, the debate has intensified in the sport, although it seems uh, any potential change is barely in the exploratory stage when it comes to basketball. They call it the crown jewel of their championships, Phil's told ESPN. So a lot going on in college athletics with football and basketball. But you guys think they're going to get it done in 2024, or do you think they'll continue to push it to 2026? I think they're going to get it done in 2024. And and the fact that uh, Jim Phillips came out and said that there is, quote, a push that he and his uh, colleagues are putting together to trigger the expansion uh, for the 2024 season underscores that, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it's everybody a- across the board. It's the 10 conferences. It's Notre Dame. Uh, he said that they're unified and trying to get it done. He said the logistics are difficult, but they're not, quote, insurmountable, okay? And as you said, Jay, time is not, as, as and this is what uh, Phillips mentioned, that time is not a friend of theirs right now. Time's not on their side, but they are pushing to get this done. And so, as we know, uh, 2026 was the year that originally was cited for expansion because that's when ESPN's contract with the CFP ends after the 2025 season. And, uh, you know, there's a big financial benefit for the FBS commissioners to get this done sooner. And that is the key. There is a financial benefit to get this done sooner for basically everybody involved in college football. And so, therefore, I do think you will get it done uh, starting in uh, 2024. So that's actually it's not next season. It's no, the season but, after. Yeah, I, I realize that. Even but though, even, even, that's even, even though the playoff would itself, most of it would take what, place in twenty five. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. uh, I, I understand that, but um, even with the motivating factor of huge of billions of dollars, uh, that's a short time. I mean, it, just think about the legal aspect of reworking these contracts. Yeah. How many billable hours? How about all of, these firms are? In, oh man, I'll bet they're so excited. A lot of lawyers involved. Um, you know, like and, $75 of fax. Wait, wait, they don't fax anymore. A, t- a tweet. Uh, or a, what is it? They charge you by text now, and I know. <laughs> you know, when my dad was practicing yeah. law, he had charged, it was his billable hour was 75 an hour. I mean, and now it is, what? 50 is that? 400. Yeah, 400. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you're dealing with like New York City lawyers and and big time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, lawyers all across the country. But you think twenty four, twenty four. Yeah, I Jay, do. What, what yeah, did you Jay, say, Jay? Your your thoughts? Do you, do you think this happens? I think there's so much push from knowing the media and the crowd. I mean, the fans, um, and and I think they want to get it done. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of teams out there that want to expand. The problem is with all the change up with uh, conferences, uh, teams going in. Uh, new ones, you know, how, how quickly can can they make that happen? Um, I, I just I think there's a lot of uh, things out there they still got to figure out. But 
it seems like just based on, I mean, they put these type of articles out there, I think, to kind of get everybody ready for the push and that they're going to push, try to push it through as quickly as possible. But um, we'll see. You know, why, you know, does it have to be 2024 or 2026? Why can't it be 2025? I mean, you know, there is a year in between there that they could say, we, you know, we're going right. to give ourselves at least one more year to kind of get this thing completely the way it needs to be. But you, you would think that they could get in a room and figure this thing out, um, you know, and, and stay there for, you know, a, a period of time in order to get it figured out if, if that, that is the case and it's that important to them. Yeah. And, uh, again, just look at the monetary implications of pushing this up to the 2024 season. And it, it really, it benefits all the conference because you are, sorry, most of the conferences, right? Uh, because presumably, uh, from the, uh, the, the, the power five, you would have, uh, the winners of each of those automatically qualify. And then you would have sort of wild card, uh, get, make it in as well. And so it's, uh, uh, <laughs> you're spreading the money out more toward, uh, all, all schools around the country and gosh, for the sec, I mean, if it, this expands to 12, I think you're looking at least a bare minimum of two every year, probably three. Let's stop and just drop, look, and listen, okay? Where we are right now, <clears throat> just for funsies, it's not 2024. But the 12 teams would be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson. Those are your four, okay? They'll get buys. Then you got Michigan. They would play Oregon. You got Tennessee. They would play UCLA. Boy, that that just, I don't know, that... That matchup excites me. That is. Uh, that is a fun USC, matchup. Penn State. That Another one does great too. matchup. And then Oklahoma State, Ole Miss. Almost, man, I wish it were this year. That. I mean, that, that's just some really great. Uh, is that as it stands It is now? better matchups for the Bulls, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, for the Bulls? What, what, uh, would Michigan they're gonna, play? They're going to use the Bulls. Oregon yeah, in the Rose Bowl or something like that? I mean, that's the way it's supposed to work, isn't it? I yeah. think it would just be based on the order that you, wherever you finished uh, in the CFP, you know, the top 12 teams. And then from there, you know, you play it off. Um, and I think you're going to see home sites for those early matchups where they'll play them at home uh, for the teams that are uh, yeah. at the highest yeah, ranking absolutely. at that time. And then, which I think will be smart on their part to do that. I think it'd be great for the universities and the communities as well. But, uh, man, you're talking about some great matchups. Uh, that can happen, and then uh, they want to use the bowl system as well for this uh, to happen. So we'll we'll see how it all works out. They may they may decide to use the bowls and not use the home uh, situation or scenario that we've talked about many times. But uh, hey, real quick before we get to the top of the hour, what are your guys thought about expansion of the NCAA basketball tournament? I'm not in favor. I think it's really, really good where they've got it. I don't even like the extra four. I wish they'd just go back. That, that play-in play night, in. I don't like that very much either. But uh, Yeah, I, I've covered the play-in a, a couple times. I drew the short straw when I was at Sports Illustrated and went to Dayton. and uh, Not the greatest games in the world. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think it's fine at the number it is right it's now. It's been such a great I, tournament. I, I leave yeah. it as is. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't uh, mess with it. They're going to, though. And you know why? Everybody money. take a guess. Moolah. Moolah, moolah, moolah. More money. But you th you think about going back to college football expansion, playoff expansion, um, if you do incorporate home sites for basically the first two rounds, it doesn't become, 
I think that would cut down on some of the logistical challenges, right? Because you could keep the majority of the bowl structure in place and still just use the bowls for the sort of the final four, right? Am I, is my math right on that? About yeah, how? well, I mean, it's all going to come in by twos, you know? Yes. They'll be, so. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it, it's really, I think it's contracts, as you mentioned earlier, Matt, that have to be reworked and have to uh, be agreed upon is, is the biggest thing. And, and uh, particularly with the TV deals. I yeah. mean, that, that's and, and a the, pile of code net, hangers. The networks and, yes, yeah. But at least now everybody's on board. Right. All of the commissioners, uh, Swarbuck at Notre Dame, uh, all the ADs, uh, they, everybody wants this to happen and they want it to happen by 2024. And so I, I think they will. And this has been a, a, a tectonic shift in the thinking. You like that? Plate a tectonics lot. going, uh, going, uh, science on you. Um, but it's been a, it's, it's been a, a big shift in where we were just a few months ago when this whole thing got blown up, basically because the, the Big 12 and the Pac 12 were PO'd that, Oklahoma and Texas were coming to uh, the SEC, and they didn't like the fact that Sankey was the one who basically drew the whole thing up. Guys, we got to get, get out. Um, we we didn't have any bumper music there, but we'll uh, we'll get out right now as quick as we can, and uh, and that way we'll be at the hour number two. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult. You're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. Hour number two here on this Thursday edition, two days away from a 2.30 kickoff for Alabama at Tennessee. Going to be a great matchup between uh, number uh, three and uh, the AP poll, number six as well, and uh, number one in the coaches poll and uh, for the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. But a lot of question marks still surrounding Bryce Young and uh, this Alabama team and also Tennessee uh, out with uh, Tillman, uh, the right wide receiver, great wide receiver for them. So a lot of storylines still surrounding this game, leading into it coming up in two days. We're presented by Top Gun, uh, Top, Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Family, friends, coworkers, the food, the drinks. We call it the bowling of this generation. Get out to Top Golf today, especially if you're heading that to UAB game at 2.30 on Saturday. Tailgate there before and after. That's Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by see Tony Russell. And all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Hey, guys, real quick, I wanted to go back to uh, the 12-team playoff. And uh, if you look at kind of the brackets of what that would look like, you would have four games in week one. It would be a five versus 12, six versus 11. You'd have seven versus 10 and eight versus nine. Those games most likely would be played uh, on site at a university. Then from there, you got four bowls left to play the playoffs of those teams with the next teams up. And then two bowls for the uh, the uh, championship semifinals until you get to the championship game, the final bowl uh, there in the championship game. So I guess a total of seven bowls could be used uh, after that first round. But uh, I think that's how they would set the bracket up. Don't you think that all the top four teams uh, in the country would get the first week by? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I mean, it seems pretty clear cut, right? How it would uh, how it would work, but. Um, yeah, that, and, and that's why I, I think, yes, the logistics are hard to work out, and and that is what uh, the ACC commissioner just said um, the other day or, or this morning. But everybody's on the same page, and everybody realizes that time is not uh, their ally right now. And uh, if they want to bump this up from 2026 to 2024, which is certainly the overwhelming consensus, then they have to act fast. And, um, you know, I always say, like, the literary world that I have worked in for a long time, uh, it, 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 it moves at a glacial pace. Only when it doesn't. When something needs to get done really fast... Yeah. Contracts can get done. I mean, it is amazing. I used the, to the, think biggest, that about the, our government. The, the, big, but I don't the biggest book, the biggest book deals I've ever signed have 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 occurred in about three would, days. Would, if if I may ask, would a season in the sun be one of them? Yes. And, and that's at the top. Of and guess list. what? I mean, took, you did I the dang three, thing in three months. I, but that you? and that took three days to put together. Right, and normally and, and, would have taken what three months, at least. Wow, for Carlisle versus Army, I mean, I spent uh, nine months just on the book proposal. Then it was another three months uh, meeting with different editors at different houses, and then uh, it was it was awesome because they did what's called an auction because there were several publishers interested, 
and my agent kept giving me an update. Hey, we're at this number. We're at this number. And it kept growing and growing and growing. I'll never forget. I was walking on the Washington Mall, the D.C. Mall, and kept getting updates from my litter agent. It was one of the greatest days of That's my awesome. life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tell me that. But no, but but I I, I think. Uh, and, and, and Jake, is that more about time I mean, of the business, essence based on the topic? Because the other topic is kind of just lives there. The other one has to get yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There was yeah. no sense of urgency with a, a book about something that took place in 1912, as opposed to something that has to get out really, really fast. But isn't that true in business as well? When things usually take a long time to get done, complicated deals take a lot of time unless Everybody wants to get it done, and there's not a lot of time to do it. And then there's a sense of urgency, and then everybody just comes to a consensus. I mean, you've been involved in a lot of different business deals over the years, Jay. Is that how it, it has generally worked with you? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, some have come very, very quickly. Others have taken a long time to kind of get all the contracts together, and a lot of that's dealing with a lot of different parties that were involved in, in the deal are in the the business um but you know if it's pretty close to the vest or it's just you and another partner or something like that i mean normally that, that happens pretty quickly uh you can get up and going uh and make it make it get running pretty pretty fast but um but a lot of times it's just i mean i hate to say lawyers get in the way but a lot of times they just get in the way of of moving yeah, quickly they and they want to make sure that every t is crossed every i is dotted and you as an entrepreneur you want to go go quickly but you have to just listen to their advice and know that they're they actually are looking out for your good and don't worry about the billable hours you worry about what could happen down the road so that when something does happen you everything's in contracts and there's no disputing and there's nothing that you got to worry about because everything's covered um and, and that that's what the good lawyers do and that's why they make the money that they make well there is the motivation and we know that that motivation is money but i think maybe even more so than all of that is the lack of friction I think everybody's on board. They want to get this done. So you're not going to have somebody from the, uh, what was it, the Big 12 saying, nah, I don't want it with that Oklahoma and Texas. Everybody is in the same direction, and I think that will expedite the process as well. Yeah. I mean, it feels like there's uh, tailwinds behind this exactly. instead of headwinds. Um, guys, I just want to ask you kind of a, a fun little question as we end this first segment. So on Saturday, my son Lincoln has a flag football game the same time that Alabama and Tennessee kick off. Have either of you skipped one of your children's events because you wanted to see a game? Start with you, Matt. Uh, no, but I'll give you an example of when I did it. Was it 1990, 91? Kentucky played Duke? Oh, the end of... Only the greatest I, basketball game of, since it. we've been alive. I skipped it. My little girl was playing her first softball game, got her first base hit. That was the greatest game played that night. A lot of people so think no, it was so Duke. No, and no, no regrets. No regrets whatsoever. So, uh, so I, I really didn't answer your question. You just gave me a really, really warm, uh, warm and fuzzy feeling. Um, I, th I think in the case of my children, they won out every time. Yeah. Lincoln's Link, going to win out. Oh, sure. But, I mean, now you can watch it on your phone, can't you? Lincoln, Lincoln I, runs for I, 60. You know what? Alabama I, I, runs I, I for bet, 30. I bet Jay would be able to do it because Jay's really good with technology. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I'll be able to figure out how to watch this game on my phone. Hey, how so, about radio? So, Jay, same uh, same question to you. Have you ever skipped out on a sporting event of your children because uh, Alabama was playing in a big game or there was another big game you wanted to see? 
Yeah, I can't say. I mean, I, they normally win in that situation um, all the time. I, I can't think of a time when when that happened, even coaching them, because I was coaching most of them through all their sports. So you know, uh, not always be stepping away from them, be stepping away uh, from a team. Um, there have been events I've had to be at, uh, or certain things that I had to be a part of as a speaker that I'd committed to before schedules were put out that um, that I, that I had to miss games, but no, no nothing that was like an important game, like a championship or something like that. But especially when they were young, I just felt like, you know, look, th- those times will come again, but I can get back down and, and watch the games or they want to go watch the games. Uh, but I can't miss out on this time. It's too important to to them. And it's just, you know, a- again, things that you can't get back. Uh, you, you never get back those years. You can always go watch uh, a particular matchup or a game or a particular you know game in Tuscaloosa. Uh, but that was always important. I know it's important to you as well. And you could figure out how to watch a game on your phone. My gosh, you're not that bad. <laughs> I don't well, think either I'll, one of us can, Jay. We I'll, need help. I'll be uh, calling you and asking you for advice. Um, no, and, and, and but it, like last night, like the weather wasn't too great, and uh, Lincoln had football practice and or flag football practice, and and my my five year old twins girls were there, and lately Lincoln and I have been running like pass patterns, right, and just having fun with that, and the girls have seen that, and so last night during the entire practice. I just spent the time with the girls and running and they were running past patterns and they just had a blast. And it was just, you know, it's one of those memories that I'll have for the rest of my life because it was just so much fun. And, uh, and, and, and both of them are really good athletes too. I'm gotta getting, say I'm getting really tickled because you throwing passes to your daughters reminded me of that Peyton Manning skit Saturday yeah. Night Live when you throw <laughs> the kid. Oh, yeah. And just knocking him over, <laughs> sent the kid to the porta potty. Uh, I know that wasn't you. Well, I, well, with Lincoln, he'll ask sometimes. He's like, put heat on it, Daddy. Put heat I'll on it. it. <laughs> and so I'll, I'll drill it to him. But, uh, Jay, awesome. I, I know you've had so many similar experiences uh, when your kids were little. Uh, but so many great, great memories. And still, still great memories watching them as they continue to progress in their sports or Braxton and coaching and stuff. I mean, I think I've told you before, uh, the most joy I've ever gotten out of sports have been watching my kids and hadn't been playing it or playing in championships or winning championships Been watching them win championships or play, uh, at, at a high level. Um, and you know, really watching how they, they've done things. And the more, the most nervous I've ever been in sports is watching my kids never playing the game or never coaching the game. I always, when it's watching them from the stands, cause you have, uh, you feel like you're kind of away from it. And, and I, I've been one of those, those dads or father. I don't say a lot of games at all. I don't talk to my kids. I try not to even, I, I don't want them looking at me for approval or disapproval. Uh, I want them out there playing the game and doing it on their own, you know, and I, I think that's benefited them well uh, throughout the years. But, um, Hey, CBS app number one. That's probably where you'll find it. Get the CBS app. You, if you got the ESPN okay. app, you should, right. be able to watch it on, you should be able to watch it on Watch ESPN. That's easy. And then uh, I got the YouTube um, uh, TV app and uh, YouTube TV, and it's not very expensive. You can watch TV, any of your favorite shows or sporting events anywhere, anytime, at any location. So whether it be on your phone or can I have your uh, huh? Can I have your password, Jay? Can I, I have my have password? It, I might have to give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> give it on the air. <laughs> Just give, get the CBS app. That's probably your best, your best way to get it. Number and your phone number. Yeah, CBS yeah. app. Uh, that will be free. Yeah. All right. No doubt. I'm sure I wouldn't. Be, I won't be the only one wanting to see that game with uh, the the other dads and moms. They have a oh my gosh! I mean, I'm in little league, it was crazy. Even back, you know, this has been years ago, but everybody trying their best to 
whether it was listen to it or uh, watch it during games. It was so funny, but uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, we'll come back. More to come. Uh, we'll continue talking about some of the big matchups coming up at this Alabama-Tennessee game. A lot of intriguing things off the field that we've seen throughout the week and uh, more to come, I'm sure, as we get closer to that 2.30 kickoff in Neyland Stadium. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. What QC Kinetics is doing for people here is nothing short of amazing. I'm talking real lasting relief from joint pain. Hey, it's Gary Harris. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in exciting new pain treatment. 44. We stay dry tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, again, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. I'm Jay Barker. You're listening to Jay Barker Show live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. And uh, again, presented by uh, to Top Golf of Birmingham and also driven by Sonny King Ford. Matt, real quick before we get back to uh, some conversation, I know Lars, you as well, we're all big fans of rock and roll sushi. But Matt, uh, I know you and Karen go out a bunch and have a chance to uh, eat there and uh, with family as well as, as I do here. Uh, in Birmingham, Nashville, and other places. Um, just a great restaurant. The sushi is amazing, but if you don't like sushi, there's a lot of other products that you'll love, but it's the atmosphere, the rock and roll music. Uh, it's just a fun place to be and have a great night uh, of dinner or lunch uh, with your loved ones. Well, you know me. I love rock and roll, so you can just start right there. But last time I went there, I went with uh, my entire family, which was just fabulous. And um, it was my birthday, and they allowed uh, Karen to go back there and have the keg, bring it out there, and there were about ten of us. Uh, just had uh, and everybody got to eat, you know, whatever they wanted to. And I'm surprised my grandchildren like sushi. Do your <laughs> children like sushi? I uh, have not taken them to do rock and roll sushi do, yet. Do yours like sushi? They're a little Jay? young for three it. of mine. Do one does not, and uh, yeah. but uh, there's still so much on the menu that you then can no get. Hibachi. The hibachi, yeah. yeah. The hibachi is so good. Yeah. That's uh that's the best way to go, and I go that way often. Karen's the real sushi expert in our family, so she orders all different kinds of stuff. But the steak, like- the shrimp. Last time I had the shrimp hibachi was awesome, but they do steak, shrimp, chicken, and lobster. Yeah, try. Uh, I always like the California rolls. Um, that's what I always would order when I lived in New York. And look, these California rolls that uh, Rock and Roll Sushi does, uh, just so good, so good. And oh. it, it doesn't because I don't like the taste of fish. That's my problem. Well, you're from Nebraska. It's not like you had the beach, right? A <laughs> little there bit, uh, yeah, a little landlocked. He had never uh, had I think catfish. That has something to do with it. He had never had catfish until he got. I think fish. In he not had fish until he got to with us uh, that first year. And the church across the street from us there at ABX, this on that, that side street, and they were yeah. having a big cookout. So we went over and grabbed some of the food and brought it back for Lars to try for the first time. And right, I mean, yeah. it was hilarious watching him. He just like could barely bite into it. <laughs> he no, was not sure really what the like taste is going to be like. <laughs> I I can do uh, mahi mahi. Uh, uh-huh. That is, uh, if I'm down, if I'm down at the beach, mahi mahi. I, I I do like clams in the or uh, in Me the uh, mussels, o- oysters, in the half shell. But well, then you're, you're okay. And there's a couple new oyster houses here in Birmingham. Oh. 
I think automatic seafood was known as having the best, but that's pretty upscale. There's also a but new one down in one. Lakeview. Oh. Uh, uh, there's that. also one out there where the elementary school used to be in Pelham, where uh, uh, Beer Hog is. Half Shell Oyster House. Yeah, that's in uh, Lakeview. That uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh... Y'all, y'all making me hungry. <laughs> hey, can, I, can I tell you about something really, really cool that is happening uh for those of us that are, uh, for those of you listening in the North Alabama area, I thought that was very cool. Um, Toyota Field is the stadium which the Trash Pandas play. It's right there in Madison. You can see it from 565 when you're going from 65 into Huntsville. Tomorrow, on uh, Saturday, Jacksonville State is playing UNA in uh, a classic Gulf South Conference rival and uh, rivalry, and that is at 6 o'clock at the baseball stadium. So <laughs> if I were in that area uh, and not watching the tail end of the Alabama-Tennessee game, I would go to that. Jay, are you old, old enough to remember the old Gulf South when you had Troy, you had UNA, uh, you had West Alabama, uh, and, and Jacksonville State? That was the greatest small college conference in the land, and, man, they had rivalries, and this will this will renew the old one. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And you said tomorrow, but it's Saturday, right? Not tomorrow? Saturday. I keep saying yeah, tomorrow. Saturday. It is Saturday yeah. at 6, I believe. Saturday at 6. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the goal is, I mean, that was an unbelievable conference and a lot of championships uh, that came out of that national championships. Uh, UNA and Jacksonville uh, just had unbelievable runs. UNA, especially there in the uh, early to mid-90s. Uh, when we were winning championships in Alabama, um, UNA was winning championships. Jacksonville was winning championships in Auburn. Uh, had the undefeated season there in 93. It was an un- unbelievable time in the state of Alabama. Yep. Just a good little small college update. Uh, also, guys, uh, today is a special day, other than the fact that it's my dad's birthday. It is uh, hashtag no bra day. And, uh, but, th- but hey, it, it, this is actually for a really good cause. It's a annual observance on October, October 13th. Yeah, October 13th, uh, on which uh, women are encouraged to go brawless as a means to encourage breast cancer awareness. And um, I was driving around. This is how clueless I am. I was driving around the other day and seeing all these pink ribbons everywhere on uh, mailboxes. And I was like, gosh, there must be a lot of uh, babies. babies. A lot of of girls, a lot of little baby girls being born. And then I was just like, oh, I'm glad glad nobody was with me uh, when I had that thought. And I... Well, now you did. Well, I, yeah, I did. I just, I just spilled the beans. I, I, no, I, no, I really, I say and think really stupid things sometimes. But uh, that was sort of at the top of the list. But, but yeah, Lars, are you going brawless with the, for the for this as well? I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, remember the Seinfeld uh, episode, the, the brawless one. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, the woman that just went around wearing a bra only. Well, at first she had no bra, oh, yeah. and then uh, yeah, and then Elaine bought her a bra for her birthday or something, and then she just wore that, and that caused uh, 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 Kramer to get in a car accident and led to him getting money, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, today is uh, no bra day, so uh, for a good yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. So really, uh, this is an important month, and I'll say this: one of my friends. Um, uh, a, a a young woman in her thirties 
just got diagnosed with breast cancer and mm. uh just in talking to her about it just the, the and she's got you know little kids and the the fear in her voice in her eyes and and her and her poor husband and, and it's just you know not knowing exactly sort of how this is going to turn out it, it it's really scary and uh, I, I've been very uh, blessed in my life that that breast cancer has not impacted me directly, but uh, so many friends, Matt, uh, have um, uh, just like I said, have been impacted by it, and uh, mm. it's a it's a frightening disease. Well, Karen, you know, Karen had it. Yeah, almost stage four, and you're talking. Yeah, it's very frightening, but uh, blessings and. I see so many, uh, there's so many games that are evident. Even doing, I do some high school games here and there, and seeing, you know, 16-year-old kids running around with pink socks, just, <clears throat> it, it hit home. That, that makes me think they probably have somebody directly in their family yeah. that has dealt with it, or, or even not. I don't know. Um, but we have stepped up and grabbed that, you know, and, and nationally we're really good at it. Uh, probably not the best time in the world to say this. I, I I hope we're getting there as far as prostate is concerned too. Yeah. I like to see a lot of boy ribbons on the mailboxes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So um, just something to keep in mind that today is a a, a pretty uh, important day, and and really this whole month of just raising awareness. And uh, if you can, you know, you can give to the. Uh, I'm sure certain or different organizations, uh, cancer societies, and 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 whatnot. But um, yeah, uh, like I said, it's just uh, it's a it's a scary thing. And if you go onto social media, you can go onto Twitter especially, and you see what's trending. Um, really, some uh, remarkable stories of hope. Of, of women who have gone through uh, mastectomies due to breast cancer and uh, and and not not being ashamed of it you know there there's and, and, no and, and still feeling like a uh, uh, you know a, a a full a full woman I'm not I'm being very inarticulate here but uh, anyway yeah so today's an important day some hey, other uh, uh, kind of health news, read. Vince Dooley out of the hospital after a bout with COVID-19. Yeah. Congratulations. Good for him. And, man, I tell you, you talk about a, a guy that um, has meant a lot to the SEC and then did some commentary as well for a while. And, um, man, I tell you, yeah, I, I've had a chance to be around him a couple of times at different events and just such such a great man and uh, easy to talk to and very conversational. Um, but uh, good for him that he's, he's out after that bout. I know it. At his age, it can really do a work on you. So good, good that he was able to get out of the hospital. Hey, did you guys read about the rescue in the Gulf? I mean, this is close to Castaway, part of it anyway. It's just a wonderful story. I'm going to share that with you after the bottom of the hour break. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us live from AVX. Again, the Thursday edition Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
Dave Barker Show. Just wonderful Thursday afternoon. The 13th of October turned out, uh, I guess, to be lucky for these two guys. Two commercial fishermen, 60 miles off the coast of Dolphin Island, south. All right? Saturday night, they go to sleep. They're anchored. And uh, they wake up in the middle of the night. Their boat's sinking. They don't have any time to do anything. They grab a raft. They get a raft and, and a several as much supplies as they could get in the hurried moment. And they got six flares. So uh, they get on there, and they're waiting. Uh, first six flares, nada. Last flare, a tugboat in the area saw it. Hmm. And they sent the Coast Guard over. They were adrift two and a half days. This sounds like a book. I'll give you their name. No, actually, they have not published their names, but... Uh, they said they were very, very tired and very, very hungry. But other than that, they were in really good shape. They uh, said that they were obviously extremely grateful. You're down to your last flare, baby. Wow. And uh, have you heard of people who have been in similar situations in, in the Gulf? Have they had to deal with sharks? Because I've I've written about uh, in, in World War II uh, ships, uh, uh, ba uh, U.S. battleships going down in the Pacific Theater, right in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, sharks were really really bad to deal with if you were in the in on a on a life raft for more than a day or so. Because I mean they they would become so aggressive that they would jump up on the raft and. Uh. Uh, yeah. Well, and you'd kind of be afraid but, to paddle, but, wouldn't you? Because doesn't the splashing but I'm just, attract them? Yes, but I'm just wondering if it's the same. Certainly, I mean, we, we've seen, I, I personally have seen sharks uh, swimming around in the Gulf. Uh, oh, if you yeah. go in a helicopter or go on one of those parachute deals and you look yeah. down, you'll probably never get back in. <laughs> I know. Oh. But I just, I just don't know if, uh, if sharks are a big issue. Along the Gulf, Jay, and you and I have been going there since we were little kids, and uh, I, I remember seeing a hammerhead once flying, uh, just swimming right along the shore. Yeah. And I went ahead of it and, uh, it, you know, warned people. They're not known to be really aggressive, but they're still a shark. Uh, but I don't remember. We, you hear of one every once in a while, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. I've seen, seen many uh, going down to the Gulf and uh, coming right up close to uh, where you're at. Uh, Sarah and I were actually out in the Gulf. Uh, we were tossing one of those balls that skips across the water, and uh, I saw one coming in behind her, and I just told her, I said, hey, move to the right. I'm going to throw that way just to try not to scare her. And she moved over, and next thing I know, she saw me looking down at, at what was coming towards me, and um, it was a hammerhead, ha hammerhead shark. So I didn't want to get her all you know, worked up. I knew it was going to move through, but uh, that was the closest I've ever been to a shark. Mm. All right, speaking of fish. As long as I can continue on this thread. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to dolphins. Uh, the dolphins who have been slumping as of late have a ping pong table in their clubhouse. Tyreek Hill, who's one of the captains, said, take it out. We need to focus more. That's not something I would expect from Tyreek Hill, but I'm glad to hear it. I don't know. Is it going to make I a mean, lot of difference? Did, did, no. I mean, Jay, you, no. you're the one that's been in locker rooms far more than Matt and I, but it, it, that just seems like nonsense. The best uh, locker rooms I had table. were had ping pong tables and uh, that yeah. type of stuff because it brought about team unity and, uh, you know, the, the competition and 
playing, you know, against each other. And I mean, you'd get a good workout sweat going before practice would start, or then you would, you know, finish the tournament afterwards and stay there. To me, it was always about that. It, it brought the team together more than the tour them apart. But uh, I had no idea where you're going with that. When you said the dolphins have slumped. I was like, man, are we having like dolphin issues out in the water? <laughs> I didn't know you were no, going, no, you were no, no. turning no, it no. to a sport. So <laughs> good job on that. You had me at the tees. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, the, so um, so back to Alabama. Go ahead. Kind of finish this out. Their bigger problem is that their starting quarterback this week is Skylar Thompson and third stringer. And so it, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've lost, uh, look, they got pounded by the jets last week. Uh, the Bengals beat them, uh, the week before, and this is a team with Tua. They started out three and one. And, uh, remember that great comeback that Tua orchestrated on the road in Baltimore, uh, throwing, I think six touchdowns in their 42, 38 win. They beat the Patriots in week one and they beat the bills in week three. I mean, it, it just shows you, Jay, how a team can fall apart when their starting quarterback uh, goes down. And and also then losing Bridgewater to concussion. Uh, so both Bridgewater and Tua are in the concussion protocol. Uh, I, I think they are obviously operating out of an, an abundance of caution because of the uh, national sort of uh, – uh, the, 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 the national – hate that they got uh the 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 the, just the bad i mean everybody was piling on the Mm -hmm. dolphins for letting tua uh back into uh that game uh against uh i guess it was the the bills but and uh i I think Tua will probably be back next week but um one quick question just about the dolphins what did you see out of tua before the injury because it looked like he was on his way to becoming an elite quarterback. Perhaps an yeah, MVP, yeah. or at least in the top ten. Um, I, could it be as simple as the addition of Tyreek Hill? I, I, that's a, Jay, what do you think? No, I mean, yeah, Tyreek definitely uh, is going to help out. That's not, I think a lot of it's just playing. Um, you know, the first year had the hip injury. It would be a surprise to even get back from that and uh, so you kind of count that season as you know kind of a no season uh it's non-season i guess you might say but um i think it's just you as a quarterback i think that's where a lot of nfl teams get it wrong is that you got to let these guys keep working and progressing and and put the talent around them and let them i mean not all guys are going to step in and adjust as quickly as some and a lot of that has to do with the offensive line that's protecting you a lot of times it's the guys around you that are making you a better player and also sometimes it's just the system doesn't fit the quarterback. You'd think in NFL that you would draft a guy that fits your system, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. But uh, if I'm the third-string quarterback, I step in and say, all right, boys, let's put the women and children to bed. Let's go looking for dinner. What's that? What's that? What movie is that from? <laughs> oh. Run it by me again. All right, boys, let's put the women and children to, uh, to bed. Let's go looking for dinner. I don't know. I don't the know. program. Oh, the program. I figured it yeah. was a football movie. But. It was a football movie. Yeah. That's what the quarterback would say every time he got in the huddle. Oh. What did you say every time he got Did you have a phrase? that you have anything no, similar? No, I think I did that one in practice right after the movie came out. It came out about the time I was – and everybody started laughing. But, um, yeah. It, I'm glad you opened made, that up. What's that? Jay, do you remember ever saying anything 
Like, I mean, there's a certain amount of time, and you got to score. Like the, the Tennessee drive. I mean, do, yeah, do Tennessee drive. That, that last drive. Yeah. Because, yeah. What'd we, you we, say? We, we one, of our, one of our office linemen was kind of jogging out, didn't have his chin strap on, and went up to him and grabbed his face, and I said, Put your chin, we're going to go tie this game. We're not going to lose this game. Guys, let's, you know, just, you know, anything you say, I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was pretty much let's go. And then, you know, other times it's more relaxed. You know, you're backed up in the end zone. You're looking at the band or looking at things, trying to point out certain things <laughs> to make guys laugh and all that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the, the huddle is like the locker room. It's a very, very special fit by place. And a lot of things are said or done in that huddle that, uh, probably can't be repeated, uh, on air, especially. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two and uh, more to come on Alabama, Tennessee. Getting ready for that 2.30 kickoff in Neyland Stadium. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey, Tide fans heading to Knoxville this weekend? Catch Mecham Auctions in downtown Chattanooga this Friday and Saturday with 600 American Muscle Cars, Classics, Core 44. We stay dry tomorrow and Saturday. A good supply of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. edition Alabama Tennessee 2:30 on Saturday the kickoff in Neyland Stadium and uh, the tickets are unbelievable the price is on the 50 yard line between two to three thousand dollars and just to get in uh, the type of tickets in the end zone upper deck around three hundred and fifty dollars right now is what they're going Always for and uh, amazing uh, the amount of attention and really and really not amazing because Tennessee fans are so hungry for a team like this that has had this type of success at number six in the country and facing off against uh, number three in the AP number one in the coaches poll, Alabama, and also just the, uh, the the long streak that Alabama's had against them as far as winning out seven games into Josh Heupel's uh, era. The uh, Tennessee offense has surprisingly elevated themselves out of the multi-year dumpster fire we've seen and uh, become used to the Vols are averaging north of 39 points per game. That's 11th in the nation on the uh, on the back of one of the most deadly rushing attacks in the country. Uh, also supplementing with that passing game that they've got uh, – uh, you look at Heupel, uh, former quarterback guys who went back to Sooners from what, at, at Oklahoma. I went back there from 2006 to 14 as a coach. Uh, he coached quarterbacks, eventually office coordinator for Sam Bradford, Landry Jones, Trevor Knight. He also the office coordinator at Missouri for Drew Locke for a couple of years before taking his first head coaching job at UCF for the last uh, three years where his offenses were consistently top 10 in the country in scoring. His offense, again, blends a lot of the uh, spread passing concepts that are popular that you'll see in the Big 12, uh, especially in the early 2010s, uh, while featuring a prominent zone read addressing attack, similar to what uh, Dan Mullen did with Tim Tebow and uh, Dak, Dak Prescott in his offices at Mississippi State as well. Thus far, the Vols are averaging 224 passing yards and 248 rushing yards per game. The Vols uh, wound up as the number seven offense in the country last year, but that uh, right now uh, a lot of times gets forgotten because Alabama hung 52 points on them 
uh, last year, and uh, everyone, uh, I think, you know, thinks that that may be the same case. A lot of that's whether or not Bryce Young will be a quarterback. If not, I think the Jalen Milrow offense, you're going to see a little bit different approach if he's the guy than what you saw last week and really doing more things that he is more out to do and uh, more ball control type situations for that offense. Yeah, and just uh, a little history here. Uh, this will be the first time that Tennessee is going undefeated into the Alabama game since 1998, which makes Whoa. it the biggest game uh, Neyland Stadium, I would say, since 98. So we're talking about almost 25 years, quarter century. And uh, I wasn't aware of this until I did some research this morning that uh, it was really because of the Alabama-Tennessee rivalry and the rivalry between Auburn and Georgia, those were the two primary games, primary reasons why cross-divisional rivalries were created in the first place in the SEC once Arkansas and South Carolina joined the league back in 92. Uh, and so um, I, I find it interesting that, that Tennessee views Alabama as its primary rivalry, I believe, and uh, Alabama certainly views Auburn as right. its primary rivalry. But that has changed over the years. So You know what I was just thinking is that um, you said since 98. And just made what, me what do you about, mean it's changed over the years? Does Tennessee now not see Alabama as its? No, I think uh, Alabama. It used to be Alabama-Tennessee. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alabama. So Alabama fans and players thought Tennessee was a bigger game than this Auburn? This back Bryant, and pre-Bryant. Okay. Yep, they did. Don't you? Isn't that right, Jack? Help me out. Yeah, the Tennessee was bigger than Auburn at one time. Without oh, most de most definitely, and and I would say in the minds of the, my coaches and the guys I was around, even in the early nineties, it was. Yeah. I, I think it was more important to them uh, than it was the Auburn. Now it was more important for us as players, probably the Auburn game, because we knew so many of the guys who played against them or with them in high school or, you know, different uh, other sports and, you know, even in Little League. Um, because at that time you had so many guys from the state of Alabama at Auburn and Alabama uh, playing in that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Tennessee matchup was was huge. And, and, I, and, and you know, for the older generation, and I was on George Plaster's show out of Nashville uh, just uh, yesterday or two days ago, two days ago. And um, he was, you know, asking about that and, and talking about, you know, how big of a rivalry this was and, and especially, you know, when – you know, he first got into uh, talk radio and all the things that, you know, and even even being in the press and stuff and surrounding the storylines of, of those games were, were huge. Um, and, you know, again, as we've said many times throughout the week, and we have said this over the years, Tennessee being good is good for the SEC. And I think that's what makes this matchup so great. And uh, it, it's going to be a ruckus crowd. I mean, it, it will probably be one of the loudest crowds. And Tennessee is not normally known to be loud, but they're, they've been dreaming of this moment for their team for the last, what, 10 or 15 years? Well, their stadium is loud. And they're going to be off the charts jacked up. There's no question about it. And I don't want to be a nervous Nelly, but I think the fact is probably true that Alabama fans need to be careful leaving, whether they win or lose. I mean, it's it's going to be if, – if, if Alabama loses, Tennessee fans are going to be just jobbing the heck out of them. And if Alabama wins, you need to put, you need to put your wing down and run to first. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, getting in their face after a loss is probably not going to do you – it's going to do you harm. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, these ugly incidents between fans of opposing teams are occurring with more frequency. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you need – I mean, I remember, you know, when I went to uh, the, the Titans-Bengals playoff game, there's no way I after, – after experiencing that and Cincinnati upsetting the Titans, there's no way I would have taken my kid, any of my kids, to that game. It's just weren't you it's, wearing it, a Bengals jersey? Yeah. Did you fear yeah. for yourself? No, no. I mean, okay. I, I was with uh, I was with this guy named Vito. He's an off the okay. right off the boat, that, you know, right off the boat Italian. That's all you needed to tell. Me? <laughs> yeah, Vito. <laughs> Vito. He doesn't get you now. He's going to get you later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, but I, I just saw one language, and then two. Uh, yeah, I mean, near physical alter- altercations. I didn't see any uh, actual punches thrown, but very close. So anyway, let, let's and that's on. NFL let's games not, let's too, right? Happens. That's the NFL, NFL games are just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I think you do hear more incidents in the stands, outside of the stands, than you do in the NFL. Uh, maybe it's because they're just so much more mature or less mature. Uh, anyway, uh, brought that up. I hope cooler heads prevail uh, around what. Around 6 o'clock, Saturday, in Canoxville. Yep. Canoxville. It's going to be <laughs> evening. <laughs> well, and again, you know, whether or not Bryce is able to go and be, you know, even if, even if he's able to go, just the amount of work he's gotten this week. And, you know, how does that change up kind of Alabama's approach and look at this game? And, you know, because if, if that is, and Jalen is the guy to go, and you brought up Ty Simpson, uh, I agree with you, Lars. I don't, you know, if they were looking for him to be the, the next answer, they would have given him a little more playing time. I think in that first matchup, or last week's matchup, I'm sorry, um, and really kind of let him get a little bit of a feel for being out there in, a, in that game-type situations like that. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be interesting to watch. And again, Tillman, uh, their uh, big-time wide receiver is out for the game, according to uh, all the sources we've heard from. So that's going to be a huge blow for them on that offensive side of the ball. Really a great playmaker for them uh, over there for Tennessee. All right, from uh, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, I'm Jay Barker. Thanks to uh, Joe and all the guys there at Ty 100.9 FM producing the show there and also our main producer josh smith who does everything and uh, anything for us here on the show we appreciate him each and every day thank you for listening in as well tomorrow we'll break it all down for you more and more getting ready for that alabama tennessee matchup and others around the sec have a great thursday we'll see you tomorrow Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.